You're listening to Inside Real Estate with Lori Patrick on 980 CJME. Hi, everyone. It's Craig Morgan. I'm here with Lori Patrick of Sutton Group Results Realty. And again today, if you're looking to buy or sell, you're going to learn a lot of need-to-know information with Lori. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Craig. What about this market? I start every show with you like that. Is it still a seller's market? What's happening? No, it is not still a seller's market, I don't think, in my opinion. We're hovering right around 1,200 listings, active listings, which gives us a pretty balanced market. Of course, there's pockets here and there where, you know, some areas might be a little lean on listings, and so they'll still lean towards the sellers or favor the sellers. But overall, it's a balanced market. It's not a seller's market yeah. anymore. The market has has been kind of slow to transition too, hasn't it? It's kind of been like this. Started off as a seller's market, but it hasn't really made leaps and bounds jumping back and forth all year, has it? No, we've been in a pretty strong seller's market for, I'd say, a good year to 18 months. Even earlier this year was very strong seller's market, right up to probably, I'd say, the end of May. And, you know, and it's kind of a seasonal thing. We see it happen. We didn't see it happen as much last year, but as listings increase and the inventory increases, naturally supply demand comes into effect and, and it starts to level out because there's more listings on the market. So buyers have more choices and everybody just calms down a bit. So it was a real strong seller's market up until a couple months ago, but it has leveled off. And what about the rates? You know, we often hear about the bank rates changing. Uh, has that affected your business? Have you seen that much? I haven't personally. I'm sure it has to some agents. You know, it, it always depends on the buyer. Some buyers are going to be more affected by it than others. You're usually looking at your first-time home buyers um, where they're a little bit more affected if they're on a real tight budget. I'm sure probably if they continue to go up, I'll see more evidence of it, and I'm sure it's out there. But personally, I haven't seen it make a big difference market-wise yeah. yet. And, 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 you know, with every market, uh, you know, we've had some markets where uh, you're getting crazy prices for your home. One thing I've noticed, I still like to enjoy to look over, uh, uh, you know, the listings out there. Uh, pricing isn't out of whack here either. Even in some of the higher-end homes, it is what it is because that's what the market is dictating, isn't it? It's exactly what the market is dictating. The, the market has a way of kind of policing itself, correcting itself. If it gets too high, houses will just be sitting on the market. But if you're priced competitively, you're going to sell. Yeah. If you're in a market with a lot of inventory, you have to price competitively. And buyers drive the prices by what they're willing to pay. If you have a lot of buyers and little inventory, the prices will spike. Now we've got more inventory, so they're pretty level. Yeah, they certainly are. And what about competing offers? I know that's what I kept hearing about is get your offer in because the competing offers were going crazy. Has that died down a little or is that still happening? It has died down. It was pretty typical for quite a while and, and agents had started going back into that. We're looking at offers, putting a set time on it, you know, letting a week go by or five days or so for people to look. And then we're going to look at offers at this date and time. There's much less of that now. We don't see that as often. Um, there was a lot of competing offers when it was a really strong seller's market. But I just recently, and so this is indicative, it can happen anytime. Just yesterday, I, I was involved with a competing offer situation. What happened? So it can always happen. But, uh, you know, I was busy. I had a lot of appointments booked back to back, but I'm always watching that hot sheet. New listings, new listings, new listings. And I have a client. I had sold her a house not too long ago, just a couple of years ago. She hasn't been there that long. She phones me out of the blue and says, okay, here's, I think I need something new. I want to buy some, you know, and what she was looking for was rather specific. Basically, she was looking for a garage with a house attached. So it was a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a unicorn. Where am I going to find this? But so she was a little discouraged, said, well, if you come across anything, let me know because I know they go quickly. And sure enough, a couple days later, 
you know, just leave it with me. And a few days later, one pops up and I spot it right away. And I'm thinking, ah, you know, even though we're in a little bit more bit of a balanced market, this is going to go fast and I can't get her through it today. Call a colleague, get her into it. Yep. They like it. We put in an offer or I'm going to put in an offer. Listing agent, of course, gets in touch with me. We have another offer. Of course you do. (laughs) So now we're competing and buyers are always saying, what do I do? What do I do? Well, here's what you do. And my advice is always the same. And I'm pretty, I have a pretty good track record of, of winning competing offers. And there's a couple of little tricks to it, but you know, ultimately it's going to come down to price. So go in with your best price. We're likely not going to have a chance for a counter offer. So not a price A, B, C. You just want one price. Now it's not the time to play around and say, Hey, let's try this. No. What's your best price? What's the most you will pay for this house where if you lose it for a thousand dollars, you won't be disappointed. That's what you go in with because the seller's going to sit down with however many offers he gets in front of him. And the first thing he's going to look at is price. And so obviously he's going to pick the highest price. So go in with your highest price. Next, we can start to, uh, you know, trickle it out. What, what are conditions that we can make our stand out with? So I ask her, can we bump your deposit, which a normal deposit in this price range would be a certain amount. Let's bump that. Can you put up another 2,500 say? It's all the same in amount of money. That other competing yeah, price. it just makes you look a little better. It, yeah. it's, you're not paying any more for the house as, uh, as far as your offer price goes. Can you bump your deposit? It makes it look better. Can we shorten our removal date, the conditions on it? Is your financing, are you confident with your financing? Do you think we can leave that off? If you're not, by all means, don't do it. If you're not, if you don't think for sure your you're financing locks down, put the condition on. But if you're confident, you, you'll have no problem getting an approval, leave it off. You don't need it inspections always leave that up to the buyer if they want it if they're not comfortable without one put it in but some buyers are experienced um you know they're in the trades themselves they know what they're looking for they don't feel like they need one leave it off in this case she didn't need an inspection she didn't want one i don't need one seen it pretty thoroughly i'm good with it i eventually saw the house it's good so i didn't have any alarm bells going off we left that off up to the deposit, left off a few conditions, shortened the removal date. And then the seller's agent calls me back and says, okay, buyer, buyer A first, because they had their offer in first, they rewrote. So I know, okay, so they knew they were competing. Now they rewrote. And something in me went, hmm, I think we should rewrite too. And this is just like a niggling instinct thing where I bet you, because our, our offer was solid, but I think we need to sweeten this. So I phoned her and, and uh, said, we, we need to increase our price, I think. And here's where I would go. And she agreed. We increased the price, resubmitted a new offer, and then the wait is on. And there's nothing you can do. You just have to wait. And we're all sitting around with our phones glued to us. And, uh, and just about an hour before the deadline, the, the agent calls me and says, you know, congratulations, you got it. And he's not going to tell me what the other offer is. Yeah. I never do know, and they never do know what mine is until the sale goes firm. But he said, good thing you rewrote. Hmm, Had I not rewritten, we wouldn't have not gotten it. So just, you know, that what little bit of... What was telling you in that instance that you thought you should uh, rewrite? Is there... Just because my first offer was strong. And again, I don't know what the first buyer's offer is. And, and when he said, buyer A rewrote, that, hmm. that would, to me was just a little signal in my head that and it was one day on the market. Yeah. People were buying it for, for the amenities of this house. I mean, it had, you know, an unusual big large garage that I knew somebody was wanting it for that so I thought you know we have to sweeten the spot or we're not going to get it and and good thing my client listened and we got it 
That's that's great. And uh, another success story for Lori Patrick. Another success story. A happy buyer. You said the inventory is where right now? Right around 1,200. Yeah. And, and is it a good mix across the city too? It is, although there's always some subdivisions that, that have a lot in uh, a lot of inventory, regardless of what the market's like, because they're harder to move yeah. in some areas. And of course, we still have an abundance of multifamily and condos. Yeah. And, and what about home builders? Do you get a sense that home builders are building a lot of uh, spec homes right now? They are. They're, and they're starting to catch up because they, they didn't have enough. And so they started furiously building six, eight, nine months ago. And now they're starting to catch up. This is the market we're talking about right here in your own backyard. I'm Greg Morgan with Lori Patrick. You can visit her website at lauriesells.ca. And we're going to take a break. We'll be back with Lori of Sutton Group Results Realty. And uh, a little more advice on just how important it is as far as you in making a deal happen. Cutting the deal, you have to be on board with whoever you're working with. And Lori is on your side. We'll get to those details in just a moment. You're listening to Inside Real Estate with Lori Patrick on 980 CJME. We're back with more of Inside Real Estate with Lori Patrick of Sutton Group Results Realty. I'm Greg Morgan. And Lori, we definitely heard how it's now a market of about 1,200 or so homes. It's always evolving, always good to dive in and check with who you're working with. And Lori, you seem, how many years now you've been into this business? You 30 seem years. To know, you still enjoy it. I do, yeah. yeah. What is what is the enjoyment factor for you in this? Oh, you know, it's the people, buyers, it's the shopping. Like, you know, I still like going out and looking at houses and, and finding that right one. I know the moment too, you know, I can tell when a buyer walks in the house or a few minutes in the house, I know it. Oh, they're feeling it. This is their house. And with 30 years, you must have a lot of repeat customers too, I would Oh, think. yes. Lots of, yeah, lots of repeat customers, referrals. And now I'm getting old clients' children coming, <laughs> coming <laughs> to me to buy their first home, which is very nice, but also, hmm. <laughs> well, it says a lot about uh, just the fact that you survived 30 years and continue with success. So let's talk a bit about how important your role is in cutting the deal. One thing I always pick up from you is with your knowledge, Sometimes you'll have customers who, who may not necessarily want to listen to you, but you say, please listen to me. That's why you hired me. That is why I'm here. I am here <laughs> to give you my best professional knowledge to help you achieve your goal. I'm here to help you. And so what I'm telling you, it's not personal. It's, this is my professional opinion. And when it comes to pricing, either buying or selling, my knowledge is just going to be more than yours. And it's best if you take my advice. Sometimes, obviously, I can back it up with facts and data, and sometimes sellers and buyers, in this instance that comes to mind, sellers need that, right? I can say, we're not going to get that for this house, but until I show them and say why, and I understand the instinct. Everyone wants to get the most they can for their house and get that line, I'm not going to give it away. I hear that a lot, so do other agents. Or can't we just try it? Well, there's dangers in overpricing your house when you put it on the market. And sellers, right now, it's not your market. It's a balanced market. It's not a strong, strong seller's market as it's been. So you need to make the adjustment to price accordingly. Even in strong seller's markets, some of the, like we had talked before, some sellers were unreasonable. But in this market, you really have to look at your competition and recent sales and price accordingly. And a radio listener called me and asked me to come and look at a house he wanted to sell. So I went and looked at the house and this was a house that hadn't been on the market. Now I've got 30 some years of back data I can pull up. And so I can usually always find an old listing. It's very rare that I'm walking in with something that has never been listed before, but this, but it happens. And this was one of them. But even before I go, I, I'll know the size of it. I'll know the lot size. I'll know when it was built. You know, I'll, I'll get some of the basics. 
So I can do just a mini market. I never like to dive too deep before I see the house because then I'm kind of tricking myself in my own mind because yeah. I want to see the house first. So just as long as I've got the basics, I can get an idea. And so I'm kind of thinking in my own head a range before I get there. But that range is going to vary widely on what I see inside. So I pull up. The house is nice. It's got good street appeal. There's been exterior updates. But you walk in and it's a bit of a time capsule. The house was built in the early 60s. And I think just about everything in it is original. It's in good condition, but it's original, right? Yeah. And so in my mind, I'm dialing back the price. And I can see as I'm talking to the seller, he's dialing his up. And so I'm thinking, okay, we're going to have to come to a meeting of the minds here. Because, you know, I appreciate that this is in really good condition. It's got huge potential, great bones. It's a wonderful house. But I know today's buyers. I know what they're going to want to do to this house. It's all coming out, including some walls. Yeah. Right, because it's got the older floor plans that are kind of closed off. And this is probably a first-time home buyer, maybe a step-up buyer yeah. market. And they all want open, and not many people want a 60-year-old. Well, I know the home you're talking about. You take the pony walls out. <laughs> yeah, it's and, all coming uh, out, Greg. You have to make it wide open spaces these days. Yeah, it's coming out. And, you know, there's not many buyers that want a 60-year-old kitchen and bathrooms. Even though, again, like I say, it's all been very well maintained. It's coming out. So in my mind, I'm doing a mental tally of that reno. I know what it's going to approximately cost to do this. And but in I'm, his or her mind, they don't want a mental tally of how much it's going to cost no. to get it to the standards you're talking of, though. Right. And so we're probably a good 30, 40 apart on where I think we should be listed and where he wants to try. So I'm thinking, okay, well, let me, now that I've seen it, let me go and pull up some data, you know, get a little bit more specific. Now I can nail it down. And so I pull up recent sales and I pull up what's on the market. Now, this is a fairly big subdivision and it would be a big price range. Like there's a fair amount for sale in the price range. And people looking in this area are going to look in the neighboring areas. So, you know, you've got 40 houses similar on the market in that quadrant of the city. So I have a lot of data I can use. It's not like I'm scrounging around for comparables. And I can send him stuff where the price he thinks we should list. There are homes listed that have new kitchens that have big garages, that have new flooring. You know, they've been updated. They've had their reno done, and they're right around that price. When I can send you three or four of those right off the bat, plus ones that have sold within a few weeks, too. So I'm not talking old sales. Within a couple of weeks, there have been recent sales similar that have sold for the price he wants to ask. Again, that have been renovated. They've had this, you know, I mean, you could go in here and spend $100,000 to update Mm. this house, including the basement. And so... If you overprice and you're in this condition, you are going to sell everyone that's renovated around you. Yeah. And then when somebody comes to yours and thinks, oh, well, I like this house, I want to renovate it, they have access to the same information their agent does. Their agent's going to phone me and say, where are you getting this price? Yeah. You see what's involved here. You know what's involved. You've seen the sales. Where are you getting this price? So you've done a great job at getting the data and formulating a plan and presenting it stubbornness way in there or you know there's a bit of that and there's a bit of wanting to try there's this thing of well couldn't we just try you know it's the same thing buyers will say to me when they want a lowball sellers will say to me when they want to list high why why do you want to try i'm showing you hard data you're going to list it high and you're going to sell your competition and the other thing you're going to cost yourself is time and time is money Right? So what happened? I got to know now. <laughs> well, when, you know, and sometimes when I talk to them and say, no, I don't think so. We can't do that. Some sellers are, okay, fine. Yeah. You know, you're the expert. Others, once I present all the facts and I show them photos and I show them sales and I explain to them what a buyer is going to say with, with a reno and how much this is going to cost by the time, you know, we'll be well over 
price by the time somebody renos it if they buy it at this price. He got it. So he does get it. Now, we kind of split the difference. We threaded the needle there on that one a little bit, Craig. So I didn't get exactly the price I thought we should list yeah. at, but neither did he. Yeah. And so... Is the home still for sale? Uh, yes. Okay. It's, well, it's, it's just at the market, so it's, it's, uh, it, it hasn't been find, on long. Do you find, too, I find there are some people who live in an area that uh, respect their neighborhood so well and think oh, they don't necessarily look at just their home. They think, oh, this neighborhood is so popular. People want to live here. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what I ask. Is neighborhood a big part of what they're thinking, too? It, it is that. They think their location, and I get everybody loves their house, and well, most do, and, and where they live. But, you know, you're not every buyer, and yeah. some buyers are going to appreciate it, and some buyers aren't. And there are some subdivisions that are just popular and have been historically forever. You know, yeah. there's some areas of the city that are always sell well. That actually proves those prices, yeah. too, right? Yeah. yeah, I'll always have data to back up what I'm saying. All right. Well, so uh, the lesson here is you've got to listen not only to Lori, but also the evidence is there. Yeah. Uh, there's not much in this day and age that can't be backed up with some sort of data because it's all kept. And I've got it at my fingertips. And, it's also and, a good way for, uh, if I'm trying to sell a home, to, you know, check on you, too, to make sure that you know, you're following that data, right? Right, yeah, that I'm not giving you numbers that, exactly. that, that are unreasonable, either high or low. So yeah. I've got the data, and I know how to interpret the data. And plus, it's an instinct, too. I mean, my gut, when I'm walking into these houses, and, I've, and I'm, I'm in houses all day long, every day, well, week look, in, week out. This has kind of a, been a bit of an interview of Laurie Patrick, and that's <laughs> what it's all about, because we're here to give you the information you need to know. But if you have more questions, they can interview you, right? Give you a call. Anytime. 1-306-591-5192. That's 306-591-5192. Or check out Laurie's website at lauriesells.ca. So the market is balanced. Balanced. <laughs> it's not necessarily a seller's market. No. But uh, give Lori a call. Thank you, Lori. Thanks, Greg. You've been listening to Lori Patrick. I'm Greg Morgan. I want to thank Lori of Sutton Group Results Realty. Give her a call, 306-591-5192.